What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning, everybody. Today, we have with us a very special guest, you guys. At the age of eight years old, Sam and his mother came together to the United States as refugees from Iran with a luggage, 500 bucks, and a dream. Today, he's the CEO and owner of the Camp Transformation Center, which, by the way, has over 110 locations. And he's also the owner of 1% Nutrition, and he's worth over $100 million. He's a committed husband and father, and considering how valuable his time is, there's not enough words in the book to truly describe how incredibly grateful we are to have you on our show today. So that being said, Sam Bakhtiar, welcome. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sergeant and Aaron, for having me. Um, it's an honor and privilege to be on your show. Oh, you're so sweet. So, hey, I know that, you know, fitness is a big part of who you are. Huge. Now, how did your passion for fitness come about? Well, ever since I was a little kid, you know, growing up, I loved sports. I love cars and I like the ladies, you know, it was like ever since I was three, four years old, like, you know, you know, it was just crazy because I would just stare at cars. I would have my own little toy cars. I would stare at them. I would watch nothing but soccer and, and sports. I was always, I always had a ball in my hand. You know, I was literally always had a ball in my hand and I used to stare at beautiful women even though I didn't know what, what the birds and the bees were, I remember like seeing a beautiful woman. I was like three, four, five years old. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, like, it's crazy. It was just like in my DNA. You know, those three things, you know, it's always been like, like the thing. Thank God, you know, I, you know, I love cars. I play with cars. I, you, know, you know, I made, you know, sports and, you know, training, you know, my passion into my paycheck. And thank God I nailed down the ladies to one because that can get real expensive. Sure passion into my paycheck and by the way you guys know that you need to come into this show with some notes but this is the first note that you should be taking passion into a paycheck so okay you what at, at what age did you start lifting because first it started out with sports right yeah. so let's talk about that for a second no sorry you know um i always say god has a plan for you Mm. And um, if you look at my life, you know, my life was a series of setbacks that ended up being the blessings. Mm. For those listeners right now who are, um, you know, they're on a setback, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're going through something. Understand that God has a bigger plan for you than you do. Sometimes those obstacles that you are experiencing is God's way to show you bigger and better things, you know, and unless you persevere and have faith in him you know obstacle is not in the way obstacle is the way okay so so i'm gonna get you know let's go back a little bit so you know if it because i wasn't born in a third world country called iran 
And if I didn't get bombed on every night by Saddam Hussein, my mom and I would have never came to the United States. If I would have never came to the United States, none of this would have happened, okay? So that setback being bombed on, you know, it was, it was a blessing in disguise because if I was comfortable where I was, I would have probably be there. I would probably be just some average guy with an average job and be miserable. You know what I mean? So my dad left us when I was three years old. And, um, you know, in life, you can learn a couple of different ways. You can either, you know, mimic what your family and everybody around else do and be exactly like them or say, you know what? I don't want that for me. I want to go the opposite way. And not having a dad has made me the super dad that I am today. Just before I got on this podcast, man, I was just rolling around in bed with my son, playing with him, you know, snuggling him, kissing him, you know, flipping him over, making him laugh, you know, and, and I was just letting, you know, I was telling Crystal and stuff like that. I'm like, gosh, man, I can, I can just be in bed with this boy all day and just play with him and just roll him around. And, you know, that makes my heart happy. So fast forward, I came to the United States. I wanted to play soccer, you know, but I thought I was going, you know, like I said, I came to Sharon, Pennsylvania, which is right by Youngstown, Ohio. In 1985, nobody knew what soccer was over there, you know? And so I tried out for the basketball team. I didn't know anything about basketball. I got cut from the basketball team. Another huge setback. At that time, it was, a, it was devastating because I was getting ridiculed already in school because I didn't speak English. I was getting made fun of. I was getting bullied. I was getting beat up. And now I got cut from the sports. You know, I was a laughing stock of the school. So I remember uh, when I went home after getting cut from the basketball team, I was, there was 23 people tried out for the basketball team. 22 people made it. This was eighth grade. And I was the only one that didn't make it. I went home, crying, went to my room. My mom comes and says, Sam, what's wrong? I said, mom, I want to go back to my old country. I don't like America. Everybody makes fun of me. I don't belong here. Nobody's taking me serious. And, you know, I'm getting beat up and I'm getting bullied and all that kind of stuff. And my mom sat me down in the bed, my little bed that I had in the room. And she told me three things that forever changed the trajectory of my life, you know. And, um, and the, first, the first and foremost, understand that when I went to my mom, I said, I want to go back. What does that mean? I was being uncomfortable. I want to go back to my comfort zone. How many of us do that? How many of us want to, want to go back? As soon as things get uncomfortable, you want to quit and just go back to, to the couch or, or go back to things that you know. And we all know that, you know, nobody grows in, in the comfort zone. And comfort zone is the enemy of progress. You know, so if you guys are, are comfortable all the time, then you're not, you're not doing anything. You got to learn, learn to put yourself in uncomfortable positions for you to catapult your life and take your life to the next level. So having said that, you know, having said that, um, my mom said three things. She said, Sam, you know, you can be or do whatever you want in life as long as you want to work for it. And that's been the basis of my life. I know I can do anything as long as I can put put, put a work, you know, work for it. And then she said, oh, then, then she said, Sam, we can't go back to the old country. We came here as refugees. So we can't go back. We escaped the country. So we have to stay here. Today, I know that concept as burn the boats. See, so many of us, so many of us always have a contingency plan. You know, we have one foot in, one foot out. You know, even in relationships. Well, if this doesn't work, you know, then I do this. And there's some more. In life, you got to go all in. Mm-hmm. Gotta, sometimes you got to burn the boats. Don't put, don't put a backup plan together. And just say, you know what? I'm going to fucking make this happen. And this is it. I'm going to make this happen. There's no backup. There's no retreat. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get this or I'm going to die trying. Okay? And I, I hate when people say, well, in case, in case, in case, in case. No, there's no in case. Let's just go all in. Right? So, and then the third thing she told me, she told me was plans. She goes, Sam, she put a plan together for me. 
So Sam, here's, here's what we're gonna do. You go to school Monday through Friday, you get out of school at 2.15. From 2.15 to three o'clock, you get out at 2.15, you can walk to the boys club, you get there by 2.30. From 2.30 to five o'clock, practice basketball. And when you practice basketball at five o'clock, I get off work, I come pick you up, we'll go do some homework, we eat, take a shower, we'll do this five days a week so you can get better at basketball so you can try out next year. And that was the game plan. And this is something that I do every single day. I manage my time. So this, this is something my mom taught me. Like to this day, this is my daily thing. I print out my schedule. I know every single day what I'm doing exactly play by play every hour, every half an hour. I know what I'm doing. This is something that my mom taught me. If you want to get anywhere in life, you got to manage your time. A lot of us, a lot of us, you know, we, I mean, look, let me, let me just, do you see, let me ask you a question. Let me ask everyone here a question. What's more valuable, money or time? Go ahead and go ahead and print it out. Who says money? Who says time? Well, good. Everybody says time. Okay. So let me ask you another question. Do you see people walking around and just throwing money away like this? Just throwing money away? I don't. I don't. I don't throw money away. This is valuable to me. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm not, I'm not going around and just throw money around. You know, like 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 it doesn't. Does anyone here do that? Does anyone? You know, I, I want to see. Does anyone just go throw money away on the street? Just throw money away like you don't care about it. Okay. Okay. So nobody, nobody goes throws money away, right? Money is valuable, right? But how many of you, how many of you right now are throwing time away, are wasting time, are not productive with your time? You're just hanging around and wasting time right now. If you go and look at your schedule, there's so much time during the day that you're just wasting, doing nothing, watching TV, being on social media, hanging around with people you're not supposed to do, doing things that doesn't get you closer to your goal. Right? So if things are not getting you closer to your goal, so everything you do in life either gets you closer to your goal or more away from your goal, right? We understand that, right? So you guys don't throw money away. Why are you throwing time away? You all just told me money, you know, is not as valuable as time. So you guys don't make sense, right? So that's the thing. I want every single person to, one of my mentors told me, guard your time like you, like you guard your children. Mm. I don't let anyone I don't let anyone bother my children. I don't let anyone mess with my children. I don't let anyone mess with my time. Bottom line, bottom line. So I put that plan together. And when I went to, to you know, play basketball, I was getting better at basketball, but like a couple of months into it, man, I was walking to, the, to, to this boys club and I saw these guys going up, coming down from this room upstairs. This room was just a little room you know, people coming up, and every guy that was walking down from this guy, they were all buffed. And at that time, you know, the Arnold movies and the Rocky movies were hot. And I remember, man, I was watching the Arnold movies. I was just staring at these guys' muscles. I'm like, damn, like these guys got biceps and arms. And I was like infatuated, you know, with the way these guys look. And I'm like, oh, these guys look like Arnold and, 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 and Stallone. So one day, you know, remember, I'm, I'm like 13 years old, you know, scrawny little kid. I mean, skinny arms, you know, fat belly, you know, and, and I walked in, I see what these guys, what this room is all about. This room was an old school, you know, Pennsylvania weight room, you know, with a bunch of blue collar steel workers that are in their overall and steel boots just lifted insane weights, listening to loud, obnoxious music, chewing tobacco, spitting it, you know, slapping each other, you know, yelling at each other, you know, and, and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to eat me. Like, like I, I, was so, I was so insecure, I was so out of my element, right? 
And just because I got so much bullied and so many people in high school were making fun of me, I thought, oh my God, these guys are huge guys and they're going to make fun of me and they're not going to you know, accept me. But to my surprise, when I walked in the weight room, they saw, everybody saw this little scrawny, skinny guy, you know, little kid come in and they all embraced me. They're all like, come on. And they're all like men in their, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, you know? And I'm like this little, you know, 13, 14 year old. They're like, probably like, oh, it's cute. Like, and, 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 and they, they come in and, and, you know, they're, I couldn't lift the bar. I, I couldn't even lift the weight at the bar, you know? And I was just like struggling with the bar. And, and thank God these guys like took me in and, and showed me proper way of exercise, showed me to eat, showed me what to do. And that became my you know, that, that became like my first male mentors, you know, like they the, the became my male, you know, you know, uh, role models, my, 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 you know, it, say, so that became my gang, that became, you know, people who I hang out with. So after school, you know, I wasn't except school. So guess what? After school, I went for two and a half hours, hanged out with my gang and just banged weights. Two and a half hours. If I do two and a half hours of weight training right now, I wouldn't be able to walk for a week. That was like 13, <laughs> 14, 15 years old, man, I can you can recover like that. And and pretty soon, I started seeing a little bit of results. You know what I mean? What I call little baby muscles. You know, I started developing baby muscles. You know what baby muscles are? Baby muscles are muscles that you can only tell on yourself. Nobody else can, sit, that can tell on you. I started seeing a little bit of cuts, and I was, I was feeling better about myself. And not only I felt better about myself, you know, uh, you know about my physique, but I felt better mentally, emotionally, and my self-esteem started, you know, becoming better, you know? And I'll tell you right now, the most important thing, in the world is how you think of yourself. Oh, this you know? is amazing. And this, you know, this leads to, to the next question. And you're, man, I mean, you're such an incredible storyteller, by the way. Like, okay. I, so let's talk about you undergoing your physical transformation. How did that catalyze the change in your life? Well, I mean, look, when you want to change something, Physical transformation, weight training is so similar to life. It's parallel. I mean, look, I, I told you, I, at first I couldn't do 45 pounds, right? I couldn't do the bar. Then after a few weeks, I could add five pounds, I you know, 10 pounds. I was all sloppy too, you know what I mean? I was going like this, you know? And next thing you know, I got to a big plate. And I'm like, okay, what's next? The next big plate, the next big plate. And, you know, get stronger and stronger. But guess what? In life, is the same thing. First, you overcome a little obstacle then a bigger obstacle, then a bigger obstacle. People say, Sam, you're a millionaire. You got this, you got that. You know, you have no problems. No, 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 no. Life is not about not having problems. Life is about having different problems. See, in life, you're either in a problem, left a problem, or headed towards one. Bottom line, you know what I mean? So, so weightlifting and transformation is so similar to life. So what I've learned in weightlifting, the perseverance, the fact that I got to follow the process. I couldn't go in the gym and also I'm, you know, in, in two weeks and also bench 400 pounds. No, that took years and years and years. But in life, people want to do bench 400 pounds, you know, the first day, you know, oh, I want to become a millionaire. Oh, shit, this shit don't work. I quit. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You got to put in the time. You got to put in the grind. Everybody wants to shine. Nobody wants to grind, right? And, you know, my body didn't get here, you know, in one year, two years, three years. It took years of consistent effort you know what i mean it's called the compound effect mm -hmm. nobody nobody gets fat by going to mcdonald's today eating two uh big macs large fries apple pie and a shake nobody nobody's gonna get fat by doing that 
Nobody's going to get in shape by going to the gym today for four hours and, and beasting for four hours today. No. But if you compound those over time, you either have, have disaster or you're going to have success. And, you know, transformation is the same thing. Follow the process, rinse, repeat. All the great people in the world, everybody that was great in the world, they did the same thing over and over again until they mastered it. Amen. Amen. Thomas Edison, 10,000 times, baby. Every, yeah, every That's single great. person. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's very obvious that, you know, your current level of success wouldn't have happened had it not initially started with your physical transformation. Do you agree? 100%. 100%. Without a shadow of the doubt. So let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey now, because basically your, your physical transformation, I would say, magnified to who you are today. It's still a part of who you are, just magnified. So, I mean, you saw success. You, you noticed that your life has internally shifted, right? You're like, you, you, your identity shifted. You had a different level of confidence. You, you know, you changed your relationship with failure and how you viewed yourself and overcoming obstacles. Now, how did that idea of, you know, let's say the camp trans, the, the your transformation camp, right? Come mm -hmm. about. Okay, so that was a series of failure too. You know, and, I'm, and let, let, let me talk about that. Because I said, my life has been a series of failure that became my biggest blessing. You know what I mean? And I, I, was, I truly believe that a setback is a stage for a comeback. Oof. You know what I mean? So, um, you, know, set, you know, don't sit in your setback, you know, you know, and use it to catapult to the next level. So um, the entrepreneurial journey, you know, so I graduated, you know, college and I started my first business, you know, right here in Chino in the year 2000. So everybody says, Sam's an overnight success. No, it's been 20 years. <laughs> overnight success has been 20 years of, 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 of grind, you know what I mean? And, um, and I didn't know anything about business. You know, I, I, was, I fell in love with transforming people's bodies and transforming people's lives. You know, when I was going through college, I was personal training and I got, it never gets old to this day when somebody says, Sam, you changed my life because of you, I'm off of medication because of you, you know, I'm able to have children because of you, I'm able to run around with the kids because of you, I'm now, you know, able to go to the barbecues and go to family get togethers before I was just hiding from them because of you, I'm actually taking selfies now, you know, this never gets old. Right. And I fell in love with transforming people's lives. And I knew, so when I started my business, I didn't know anything about, you know, you know, marketing, anything about sales. I just wanted to change people's lives. And I started, you know, training people and I started hiring trainers to work under me. And we were doing really good by just sheer, you know, working hours. I was working from uh, 4 a.m. till 10 p.m., literally Monday through Friday, Saturday from 7 to 3 and Sunday from 7 to noon. I did that for five, six years straight. That was my schedule. I have no days off, no vacation, no days off. You know, um, you know, I was running the show and, um, and I was doing pretty good until the recession hit in 2008. You know, when I say I was doing pretty good at that time, you have to understand, I want, I want you guys to understand what pretty good means. Pretty good is to the eyes beholder. I'm from Sharon, Pennsylvania. Two grand a month is good over there. Two grand a month, you know, if you make four grand a month, you are at the top 1% in Sharon, Pennsylvania. 
You know what I mean? If you drive a Honda Accord in Sharon, Pennsylvania, you better be older, or if you're younger, you're a drug dealer. You know what I mean? So I come from that. So when I, when I mean over there, I was, I, was, I was working, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I was making, say, 10 grand a month, 15 grand a month. And to me, at that time, I'm from Sharon, PA. People make that in a year. You know what I mean? People yeah. make that in a year. I was making that in a month. So my context, you know, was, 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 was Sharon, Pennsylvania. So, um, and, and when, so when I started making money, I was like one of those rappers that never had money and all of a sudden they get money. You know, all of a sudden, next thing you, know, you know, I'm like, Whoa, what the hell? You know, I got money. Oh, hell, snap. You know, next thing you know, I got the, the BMW came, the house came. That, the house came, which I had, with, I did an 80-20 uh, loan back then. You know how they would give you zero down loans and like all this. I had an 80-20 loan. I had a BMW lease, the BMW leased a truck. You know, um, I was going to the clubs, making it rain. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, I was just being, I was being a dumbass. You know what I mean? And I thought, you know, I was, I was the man, right? And then next thing you know, 2008 hit. And life and God just smacked me, smacked the shit out of me. You know, like humbled me. You know, all of a sudden, next thing you know, oh my God, I can't pay the house. I'm getting foreclosures notices on my house. You know, my credit card companies are calling me. I, you know, I, I don't know what to do. You know, and next thing you know, I'm looking at all my expenses. I'm like, who the hell was I thinking I am? All this stupid stuff, stupid stuff. And, um, and it, was, it was a big devastation. And here's why. Because in 2008, you know, we were pregnant with our first child. Mm. And now I'm sitting in a, in a restaurant across from my wife. And I look at her crying and said, we have minus $314 in the bank account. And we're overdrawn. I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm going to figure it out. So from 2008 to 2014, I was out there every single day. Get up, lose. Get up, lose. Get up, lose. I took an L every single day. I worked 16, 18 hours, come home. Just took an L. But also in 2014, I found a recipe. So here's the thing. The lesson to be learned here is that it might take a lot of L, like you said, Thomas Edison. He took 9,999 L's. I took five years of L's every day till I hit a home run. That might be, need to be you. But if you quit, you'll never hit anything. You know what I mean? And um, so when the recession hit, I had to restructure. Nobody could afford one-on-one -on -one training. Nobody could afford five, six, $800 a month. So I'm like, okay, let's do group training. You know, so we started doing like one trainer with, with, with a bunch of clients and we were able to lower the cost for the clients, you know, and to my surprise, clients liked it better. The show up rate was more and they actually stayed longer because they were training next to their friends and they were keeping each other accountable and they got better results. And that was to my surprise because I thought one-on-one -on -one training was ultimate. Again, you got to always have an open mind that opened my mind to that. If I, you know, at least I was, at first I was very skeptical. I'm like, what is this boot camp stuff? Is this just like a bunch of people in a leotard, like, like the eighties aerobic classes jumping up and down. I said, that shit's not going to work. You know what I mean? And, um, and to my surprise, it did, it did so well. You know, so we started camp in 2010 and, um, and the rest is history. The rest is history. You know, we, you know, we, uh, we always said that if we concentrate on helping people, you know, I will, say, I will say this to all my franchisees. Your job is to build relationships and get results. Done. How cool is that? To own a facility where you just hang out, have fun, and change their lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what, you know, makes, you know, you know in life, sorry, you know, in life, a lot of people, there's usually two types of people. 
there are people who have jobs, but they hate their jobs, you know, and, and, but they have to go because they have to make ends meet, you know, and they're like, gosh, I got to go to work. This is what I got to do. And that's a horrible place to be because that weighs on you over time. Or they have hobbies that they love to do, but the hobbies don't pay their bills. Now, once you find a hobby, they can pay your bills. That's magic. Every day is a blessing. Now, let me ask you this, because I can only help but to assume from my own personal experience. But would you say that had it not been for the lessons that you learned from your own physical transformation, right, and overcoming adversity, would you have been able to persevere throughout five years of losses until you figured out that magic recipe? No, not at all. No, at all. You know, you know it, when I coach people, it's a requirement they work out. It's a requirement. Yep. I won't coach you if you don't work out. You know what I mean? I don't care if you never worked out before. For you to be able to function at your optimal level, you got to move. You know what I mean? And if you look at it from, from history, you know, I'm sitting in this desk. You know, most people sit in the desk all day, not move, and all of a sudden pizza appears out of nowhere. Right now we have Instacart that delivers groceries, and then pizza comes, and this comes, and all that. That's not how God intended your, your, your body to be. I mean, back in the day, if you wanted to eat, guess what you have to do? Run. You have to go chase it. You have to go chase the kitchen, the, 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 the chicken. You have to chase the cow, whatever it is that you got to do. You got to get some exercise to be able to build, be built in the food system. Right now it's not. Now it's like, ooh, pizza appears. Ooh. You know, now with the pandemic, now everything comes to your house. You ain't got to do shit. And that's not good. And that, that, that's going to start what's called the disease of a modern man. Mm, of just being sedentary, ex- expecting everything to happen overnight. I call it the six-pack mindset. <laughs> well, tell, me, tell me about it. Six-pack mindset. Everybody says they want a six-pack, but here's the thing about a six-pack. That shit don't lie right? Especially if you want to have a six pack three, six, five, right? You've got to show up every single day. How many times do you hear people who tell you, oh man, I'm not motivated today. Hey, motive, like expecting that motivation will come to you is not a thing. You become motivated by showing the fuck up. How many How many days during the winter you woke up at front and you're like, man, I'm tired of shit. I'm sore. I can barely even extend my arms. Motivation is not a thing. It's who you become, right? So you can't just like, motivation, come to me. Otherwise, I'm not. So in, in back in the day when I was in Pennsylvania, my 4 a.m. workouts, that means I get up at 3 a.m. in the snow, in the ice. We didn't have a garage. So I have to plow snow. I have to de-ice the car. I got to drive 20 minutes to the gym. And the gym was cold. The gym, you know, he touched the iron. He's like, golly, let's go. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do. And let me um, recommend a book for everyone, you know, that struggles with that. You know, one of the greatest books that I've learned, you know, that I've read in this subject, it's called The Compound Effect. Oh, yeah. By Darren Hardy. You know, it's one of the, one of the, one of, you know, matter of fact, let me, I have it here. Let me show him to him. This is it. Isn't he great, you guys? The compound effect. Yeah. It's a small book. It's real small. Buy it, get it, live it. It's the truth. It's the truth. The guy interviewed the top performers in business, 
top performers in, in athletics and came out with why these guys are top performers. And this book will fascinate you. 100%. Let me ask you um, uh, a side question. Who inspires you? My children. Wow. I don't need to look any other place than this. You know, you know I stay in my own lane, Sari. Sure. I don't care who has what. I'm not materialistic. You know, I don't care, you know, and I'm not one of those people, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't like when people on Instagram are, did you see so-and-so's house? Did you see this and that? You know, this and this and that. You know, I, I, I like, I use that inspiration. I never compare myself to anyone. You know, because comparison is a thief, thief of joy. And I'll tell you right now, the most important person that matters is, you know, what, what works for me in my life doesn't work for you. You got to come up with a formula that really works for you. Okay. And to me, my children are, are our biggest motivation. They inspire me. They inspire me to become better. I mean, look, they're basically a blank computer and they're following, every, they're looking at every step, everything that I do, and I'm programming them for their life. What bigger motivation and inspiration do I need than that? Seriously. And we all have that within us too. I mean, look, we all do. You know, you know, you know, you, we all do. You got to look within yourself and become the best version you can be. The reason we as humans are at, at the top of the food chain. Can we be elephants? Nope. Can we be tigers? Nope. Can we be lions? Nope. We, we can't be most of the, the species in the jungle. You know, I mean, we can't. But the reason we're at the top of the food chain is because we evolved. And the fact that we have the ability, God-given ability to evolve and get better and be able to think and see what, how we can change things. Like I said, we invented electricity. We invented the light bulb. We invented the planes. We invented, we put a man on the moon. The dogs, the cats, the elephants didn't do that. We evolved. And if you are a human being and you're not evolving, then in my opinion, you're disrespecting the man who created you. Oof. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you, 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 you know, you know, so you have to always evolve and get better. And if you're not, you know, you might as well have been an animal. I'm sorry. You know, I, I hope if, 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 you, if you, you are made for a greatest a, a more of a purpose to be in this world than get up, you know, eat, go to the bathroom, sleep, decay. That can't be the story of your life. Yeah, 100%. So lean into change, which is a, a great transition to my next question. So, you know, when leaning into change, you know, we can only expect that failure is just bound to happen, right? And it seems as if you have what I would call a very positive relationship with failure. And the reason why, why I want to ask this question is because we live in a society where people will, 90% of people wouldn't even make an attempt simply because they're afraid of failure. Because they think that, you know, if they face failure, then they identify themselves as a single, a singular event. So now we know that in order to achieve success of any kind, right? Like be it in the gym, like if you're, you know, benching for the first time, or if you're just starting out your entrepreneurial journey, or maybe you want to just expand or just do something new, right? Failing is a part of learning. Like what happens in Sam's rewiring when you undergo failure? Well, I'll tell you, you know, nobody likes failure, you know, um, you know, nobody likes failure. So um, let me, let me, let, let me give you a similar thing with failure, right? Let, let, let me give you a similar story so people can understand. So we, 
everyone, I hope they, they watched boxing before or watched MMA before or whatever, right? And, you know, obviously, if you get into boxing or MMA, you've taken a few punches and you've got a few kicks in the head. You know, this is just what happens, right? Nobody goes through the whole boxing career without getting punched in the head. You know, it's expected. And failure is the same thing with life. It's expected. It's something that is going to happen. Nobody goes through life undefeated. Now, have you ever watched an MMA fighter or a boxer that all of a sudden gets punched straight in the jaw? And what they do, they just nod, laugh, look at the opponent, and say, man, you, that's a good one. You got me, right? You know why they do that? Because they've been punched there a million times before, and they expect it. It's part of the game, mm-hmm. right? It's part of the game. I love Failure is a part of the game. The first couple of times you fail, like I failed at, 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 at uh, basketball. I, I, I got cut, Okay. It didn't feel good. I cried. I want to go back to my old country. I want to leave America, go back to Iran. I'm like, shit, I'd rather get bombed on than get bullied. I'd rather get bombed on and get made fun of. That's crazy. I want to just retreat and go, go back to a third world country. I would have ruined my life. But thank God somebody, like my mom, you know, walked walk me through it. Now, the sooner, the sooner you understand that failure is part of life. Failure is a stepping stone to success. Failure. Michael Jordan got cut from the basketball team. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player in the world. I don't care what anybody say. No LeBron, no Kobe. I love all those guys. Michael Jordan's great. Got cut from the basketball team. You know what I mean? Come on, man. So you you can't tell me you live in the greatest country in the world. You know, you know, you, you know, you're not in a third world country. And now, you know, you got one little setback and you want to retreat and go, oh my God, let me just eat, eat, you know, watch Netflix and eat ice cream and and just quit. (laughs) Oh man, this is so good. This is so good. Like the amount of like golden nuggets you're dropping like is insane. And you know, this is why I wanted to touch upon that because failure is just a part of the game. And if you want to win, you have to fucking play the game. My first like, Tom Brady doesn't go on the field and, and like just wins. He plays the fucking game, right? My first bodybuilding show, Sari. Tell me. I went, I went as an 18 year old. I won a teenage division. I was 19, I'm sorry, I won, I won the teenage class. Then I went up and I thought I was big and bad. I went up against grown ass men. And I got my ass whooped. Out of sixth place, I got sixth. These men were t- 20s and 30s, years of muscle maturity and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, watch. I'm like, I need to go back to the drawing board. I, you know, anybody else was like, oh, I quit, I quit. I can't compete with these men. I can't compete with these men. All I knew that if I put in the time, I would do it. And guess what? That little skinny guy that went up to the weight room, you know, that skinny guy who was afraid to go there, that's that, the guy who, you know, placed six out of six in, 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 you know, the first bodybuilding show, became the first bodybuilder in history to have a first place title in every weight class. I'm not saying that to brag at all. That does, that's not who I am. This is not about, oh, I'm this, I'm not, F that. This is about the fact that you got to be resilient. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, you know, nobody was a pro when they started. They became pro over time. The difference between an amateur and pro is the time that they put in. The amateur can become a pro. All they need is time. Time is when you are diligent and you follow through, time is the greatest thing that you can ask for. You know, um, this morning I shared a video with one of my groups and, you know, we were talking about the concept of harvesting, right? It's, it's just like farming, right? Like 
the reason why so few farmers are great at what they do is because they're not focusing on, you know, sowing the seeds. They're focusing on the harvest. Same thing when it comes to your body. Same thing when it comes to your business. You know, the focus can be on, okay, what are the benefits that I'm going to reap off of it? Yes, you need to go, you need to have a vision of that, but that's not the focus. The primary focus needs to lie in the action in which you're taking each and every day. Sow the seeds, put in the work, put in the fucking reps, like put in the hours, you know, develop yourself. And over time, that shit will compound 100%. Let me tell you this real quick. You know, I, I was looking at my phone because I'm going to show you a picture. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have a 15 month old. He's almost 15 months. He started walking around 11 months, you know, almost when he was almost 11 months. And I remember when he first started walking, he took two steps, fell on his face, got up, took two steps, fell on his face, started crying, got up two steps to this day, you know, he, he, he's walking, but he's not, he, now he tries to run and he runs and he falls on his face. Look, you see this right here? He has a cheap chip tooth. You see it? He chipped, chipped his teeth, right? Cause he fell. And he hit the concrete because, because, but guess what? He's not giving up. Not one time did he fall down as a kid and say, you know what? Fuck it. Walking is not for me. <laughs> Dad just picked me up the rest of my life. Right. He fell. He had, he's had black eyes. He chipped his teeth. He's got banged up, but he fall and he got right back up. How come we're not doing that as adults? You tell me. Why are we not doing this? How come every time something happens, we as adults, oh my God. Oh. Right. I'm not meant to do this. This is not for me. Right. 100%. So, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about money as well, because I, I think, you know, can, and can you guys agree that we all have now understood that, you know, the principles of entrepreneurship and money making are literally the same as fitness and life. And, you know, that's why there's just so much alignment. Um, and, you know, fitness has been a huge part of your life because of that. And to be honest, the same thing for me. It's been, you know, the catalyst. But what would you say for anybody who either, you know, wants to be a top earner, right, um, in their company? Or let's say if they're an entrepreneur and, you know, they want to become um, a millionaire. But we know that a millionaire ain't shit, multimillionaire, right? Um, what would you say are the top habits for them to focus on and develop in order to achieve that level of success? First, they need to have crystal clear goals. Mm -hmm. You know, crystal clear goals. You know, exactly. And, and crystal clear goals are goals that are specific and has a deadline on it. Mm -hmm. Very specific goals with a deadline. They need to read those goals aloud twice a day. Then they need to manage their time and put effort towards those goals. They need to become obsessed about achieving those goals. Not just talk about it. Anybody can talk about it. Anybody can read about it. But you must become obsessed about achieving those goals. What I mean obsessed is by you got to dedicate time. You got to make it your life. What do I need to do to do this? And here's the thing. The one way you do something is the way you do everything. You can't half-ass life. If you want to, you know, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to have ask Jim, but I want to blow it up in business. No, you no. can't say I'm going to blow it up in a business. And you know, you can't, you can't, I don't care if, if you work at McDonald's right now, 
and you want to be a millionaire. Not a problem. I worked at McDonald's. I got fired from McDonald's, matter of fact. That's a whole different Did you really? I did. I did. You know, um, but if you were to work at McDonald's, then be the best McDonald's worker, whatever your job is. If you're flipping burgers, you're a garbage man, you're a NASA scientist, you're a veterinarian, you're a doctor. I don't care what it is. Be the best at it or try to be the best at it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Because excellence is what you carry with yourself everywhere you go. And you can't have an excellent income with a mediocre mindset. Yes. 100%. And that's why it said, think and grow rich. Right? And it's, it's all a matter of habits. It's how you think. It's, you know, it's, it's your thought process, which, you know, leads to the actions in which you take over time, not in two weeks and not in two months, maybe two years, if you're very cl crystal clear and you're on it and depending on what, uh, on what the size of your goal is. But if we want to be real honest about it, we're talking about two decades. And that's why I tell all my students, this is what I tell them. I'm like, you guys, weight loss is simple, but it's hard, especially the way we teach it. It's fucking simple. Like you don't need to be like a rocket scientist, right? You need to just eat your vegetables, protein, healthier carbs, and fats. Simple. Put in the work in the gym. But it's not it, like just because you did it for two weeks doesn't mean shit. Do it for 20 years. But the thing is, like in this, you know, like Amazon era, people are like, wait, I've been good for 14 days. Like that's the longest I've been good at something. Okay, great. Well, your standards were way too fucking like low, right? You need to keep going. 100%. Would you say that there is any other habits? I mean, I can go on and on and on. So time management is one. Setting goals is one. You know, um, being conscious of who you hang around with, yes. you know, doing inventory, you know, and, um, you know, some of the most toxic people are unfortunately your fa some family and friends because they're around you. And um, I'm not saying get rid of them, but you can learn to love people from far. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard to do the right thing in a wrong environment. Write that down. It's hard to do the you know, right thing in a wrong environment. You know, and, um, you know, an another thing is, study money, study success. You know, don't be a dumbass like me when you start making money and start buying senseless crap. You know what I mean? You know, you know, use, you know, make money, use that money to, to get you more peace of mind. See, nothing matters in life. The most important thing that really matters when it comes to success is peace of mind. Who cares if you're a billionaire, but you don't have peace of mind? Who cares if you're a billionaire, if you're not happy? You know what I mean? And, and to me, peace of mind and happiness trumps any amount of money, but you need money to get there. Okay. You need money to get there. So um, don't let anyone fool you. Money doesn't matter. No, 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 no. It's hard to be happy when you're getting evicted, you know, from your apartment. I've, got ev I've been evicted from my apartment. I've been evicted from, from my gym, you know, so I know. So it's hard to be happy there, but let's make some money, you know, so you can at least get your basic necessities met and anything after basic necessities is really a luxury. 100%. Do what you do what you gotta do for as long as you gotta do it. Right. But I think people are just focusing on the fast tracks. Well, if you know, my, one of my favorite quotes is live like no other. So you can live like no other. Oh, I mean, I mean, you'd be surprised like yesterday, you know, I'll, I'll, I always look at the bank accounts and credit cards and all that kind of stuff, you know, 
And I saw like a, a couple of charges that I guess I, I opted in something and got charged. One of them was like $32, one of them was $10. Now, a lot of people say, well, Sam, you know, you're a multimillionaire and you got this and you got that going on. This is that, what is $10? What you worry about that? No, 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 no. If you don't respect $10, you won't respect $10 million. Respect your money like you respect your carbs, baby. Yeah. You know, um, I think you know this, that Grant Cardone is a mentor of ours. And, you know, um, I think you guys, um, you guys have so much in common, by the way. Um, I know Grant very well. Yes, I know that you do. Um, you know, but, but something that he said is that, you know, money is like a lover. You have to pay attention to it. You have to care for it each and every single day. Otherwise, it's going to cheat on you. True that. And you know, one, one, one thing that Grant said that I always, I always remember, he said in life, this is quoting Grant, he said in life, in, in baseball, you get three swings, mm -hmm. three strikes and you're out. Sure. In life, you get unlimited swings. All you got to do is keep swinging, baby. Yep, 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 yep. This is so good. I love it. I have one more question for you. And I know your time is really valuable. So we're going to make sure that we end this on time. But um, I want to talk about your, your one percenter culture. So you've created the, the one percent way of life. Um, if you don't mind, you know, please talk to us. What is the one percent way of life? And for anybody who wants to become yeah. a one percenter, what do they do? So um, when I first you know, came out with one percenter, I got a lot of slack because a lot of people say, oh, because you're rich, because you have a six pack app, you know, you think you're better than us. It has nothing to do with that. You know, it has nothing to do with that. One percenter is a person who decides that they don't like where they are right now. They don't like where, you know, where they are right now. And they're willing to do the work to get to where they want. Just like my mom taught me. My mom taught me to become a one percenter. She said, Sam, you can be whoever you want or do whatever you want as long as you're willing to pay the price. That's the one percenter. You can be a 400 pound individual today and decide that you don't want to be like that anymore. And you're willing to do whatever it takes. You're a one percenter to me. Okay. Now you can be a billionaire and shredded abs, but you might, you, 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 if, if, and if you were born with genetics and if you were, you know, your daddy give you the billion dollars, then you're not a one percenter. So it has nothing to do with what, where you are right now all to do with the mindset of where you are when where you willing to go and are you willing to pay the price to get there see so many people they want to do things they want to lose weight they want to make money they're not willing to pay the price right so having said that that's the one percenter if you know and, and like i said i have a one percent coaching program if anybody's interested just go on instagram and, D, and dm me mentor or dm me ceo no dm me ceo and um you know i will reply to you myself and you can get, you know, get, get a part of, my, part of my coaching program. And it's all, about, it's all about setting goals. It's all about getting crystal clear, you know, and, um, and, and getting the right mindset for life. 100%. It all starts and ends in here. Yeah. And everything rises and falls on leadership. It yeah. all starts with you. It all ends with you. Sam, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure and it's also been way too long. We gotta, uh, I'm gonna text you after this. And of let's, course, please, let's please. Uh, I gotta have you guys all over, you know, and you know, hang out with the wife one day and, and, and you, know, you know, cook. Maybe you can come cook, cook for us, man. I'm, I'm, you know, we can- We, we would can. love that. Let's do we it. love that. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. God bless. Sam, thank, thank you, you so much for your time today. And thank you guys for watching.
Appreciate Let's it. Let's find some love, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, Sam. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review. Wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.